Protect yourself from identity theft and take complete control of your debit card with Secure Lock Equip from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Visit FABNT.com for details. Member FDIC. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Drive Time Sports. Here on the Buzz Radio Network, Rick Schaefer standing by Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from Central Arkansas. Good afternoon, Mr. Rick Schaefer. Afternoon, Randy. Man, I'm telling you that first round, those first round games have just been absolutely amazing, haven't they? <laughs> I just, it's, it's just hard to turn the TV off. It's, it's been so good. First two days of the NCAA, 30, what is it, 32 games a day. Just absolutely amazing. Have you enjoyed it? I didn't want to bring it up yesterday. I, I didn't. I mean, I I look at several things on site that uh, were say, well, you know, it should have started by now. It should have started by now. Mm. And uh, this is the day the the big dance begins. And I thought, no, I, I, that's that's kind of like rubbing it, you know, in your eye, so to speak. Um, so no, I I'm. <laughs> <laughs> if it's on my TV, I can't find it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, no. And um, now, Maybe I, you know, sometimes Rick, we get. I mean, you you look at different websites. At least I do, and I glean a lot of stuff from different sources. Yeah. And then when I see a story that just kind of jumps out at me, I tend to want to get it verified. And I realize al.com is a very reputable yeah. site. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, normally speaking, um, if it's on there, then more than likely I won't find it someplace else. At the time that I uh, this was updated at one ten, that would be Central Time, correct? Yeah. Okay. Here's Alabama the headline. Alabama Central Time. That's correct. Here's the headline: NCAA grants extra year of eligibility to Division Two spring sports athletes that consists of baseball softball tennis track and field and golf basketball is considered a winter sport yet i can't find this i even went on to the ncaa <laughs> site and it's there it's not there yeah and this is all spring sports student athletes now you said division um, two though did you say division one no, Division Two. So That's it's not it's not Harding. Division One. These are smaller Harding, divisions. Henderson State, Washita, Southern Arkansas, UA Monticello. Those are the schools that this will impact, and it's yeah. all athletes. Okay. And uh, well, how, why would they do that for Division Two? They they haven't officially done that for Division One yet, have they? They've talked about it, but have they officially done it for Division One? 
No, no. I don't. No. I didn't think so. Yeah. And there were no details about uh, how it will affect um, scholarship limitations. Now, I, I, it may be such that in football or in spring, a lot of the spring sports they're not giving full scholarships anyway. But I would think it would reduce if they're uh, on partial scholarships. I got to believe it's going to reduce the amount these athletes will be receiving and um gosh if i've got um i was just trying to think who i might could uh, call during the break among in-state schools see if they've they've heard of um of this coming down today so anyway um and obviously the reason why i'm thinking that they haven't come to a resolution yet on division one is because full scholarships in some sports, um, women's basketball, they get, um, basketball is not included. No, because so it's I don't not know, a spring sport. I don't know why, this, why, why there's the holdup on, on the, on the um, Division, Division one. one. I don't know. Because I'm not sure how many of these are on actual full scholarships. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe a few of them are, that. but nonetheless, they're given another year of eligibility. You'd think they'd do the same thing for Division One, wouldn't you? Although, right. again, there's a. Yeah. You're right. Maybe maybe they don't have the scholarship dollars for Division Two. Division One is going to be a complex situation, as we've talked about so many times. Is players coming back who you weren't expecting to come back, and now you, you still need to keep their scholarships plus the ones that are incoming. And, you know, you've seen it suggested that they make a five-year adjustment period, that basically this, that anybody that's on scholarship stays on scholarship. Anybody that you promised a scholarship gets a scholarship, and then you uh, you can still recruit new players the following year. And as long as you've got guys that uh, re- got another year of eligibility on your roster, then your scholarship numbers have got to be a little bit flexible until that's all over and done with, what, four or five years from now. It's going to be a long-term adjustment, don't you think? I would think so. I mean, it's 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 got ripple effects. There's no question. Um, Hunter, your check related to the University of Arkansas trustees that uh, he is expecting between a two and three million dollar less in conference distribution this year. If yeah. that's the only amount of impact. You got to say that the SEC is going to come out. That's pretty clean in that regards. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the big loss tournament being canceled and every, yeah. everything that. And, and, you know, I was thinking, Rick. The other thing, of course, the SEC network was in the process of broadcasting uh, the SEC men's basketball tournament, and I know you probably got the same list that I did. Uh, I think Arkansas was going to be on television at least a dozen times or more in baseball. In all those games. Yeah, yeah, in baseball. Yeah, but I'm not sure there's big money involved there. I think that um, I really think the loss of revenue for the SEC is the NCAA basketball tournament. And obviously they're going to make some for the SEC baseball tournament. So that's, you know, we were suggesting that yesterday. If the payout this year was $45 million, it might be 40 or 41 next year. That's uh-huh. still really, really good. But if, you, if you're counting on that extra 4 or $5 million, if you're doing building projects or you're Paying sure. coaches that aren't working there anymore, all those other things, it makes a difference. But 
if that's it and it's only a one-year deal, then eventually you'll re- SEC schools will definitely recover. Sure. Because I got to believe from an advertiser's perspective all the way down to fans, I got to believe you're going to see some very positive numbers uh, going forward. That's just my opinion. Brandon may be totally wrong. Yeah. But I think fans are going to be really starving uh, for the next what I think. round of sports once they come back. So they'll, I think fans will be starving, and they can't wait to watch their teams. The question is, how long will it take to recover any lost income to go to the games? I don't think there's any sure. doubt that the rating, TV ratings are going to be just great. And I think right. people are going to want to go to the games. The question is, uh, how many will be sidetracked economically to the point where they can't? And, uh, and how long will it take before they can get back to, to a position point. where they can? That's a very good point. Uh, it was also announced today that uh, Oakland is moving the Arkansas Derby. That's uh, been now pushed to, where to put my note, uh, May 2nd. May 2nd. That's still a Saturday. But uh, the Derby's been moved to May 2nd. All right, let's start today with uh, Mike. Good afternoon. This is Navy Mike. Good afternoon, Mike. <clears throat> uh, hello, Randy and Rick. Uh, you know, I, uh, I think a, a PGA Tour golfer <clears throat> was tested positive, so that you know the because they had been playing, um, you know, so I, that might kind of put a halt to their season too. Um, you know, Rick, I <clears throat> I seen on the ESPN bottom line that uh, Chris Sales having uh, Tommy John surgery. Yes, and. Yeah, and uh, I guess if, you, if you've got any kind of like a nagging injury or or recurring issue, you might as well, you know. <laughs> with, I mean, because it, sure. it, it, it's going to be a shortened season, yeah. you, you know, maybe even not even have one. So I guess if you got something like that going on, you might as well get it get it fixed now. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, we were talking about this yesterday a little bit. The Red Sox traded away Mookie Betts and David Price, and so, but they still thought they'd be competitive. Obviously, they, they, they've still got some good offensive players in their um, lineup. But I think they traded Price feeling that Chris Sale, after going through a few injuries, would be totally healthy this year and be able to be all right. Now he's gone. So whether they play a half season, 100 games, or whatever they play, you, you got to think the Red Sox are, you know, they're, they're going to be middle of the pack at best. But that does get Chris Sale back, maybe not at the start of next year, but shortly after that. Right. He's thirty. He's thirty years old. So now's the time to get it done. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, <laughs> you know, we're all stuck at home. And I, I got to thinking, you know, what what if uh, you know about Chris Sale? What what if his first name was Garage, or yeah. or Yard? You know, Mike, you've yeah. been listening I mean, to our like program for a long time, oh, haven't you? Yeah. Isolation yeah. doesn't kill you. I mean, I just want to tell you. You know, uh, you don't have any interaction with any other any other people. You just your mind just kind of wanders like that. Yeah, Mike, <laughs> I, I just have to share with you that might have taken you a long time to build up. Those things come to my mind, my idiotic, stupid mind that tells these jokes immediately. <laughs> so it, it took you a lot longer than it did me to think of things like that. So <laughs> see, Mike, I was, I was always I was always thankful that my parents did not name me Isaac Patrick. <laughs> And then wanted to call me by my initials. Might be right. <laughs> yeah, this, well, this that's, is how, that's a thought. Yeah, this is how bad it's getting right now. I mean, it's oh, that is you know, 
But hey, but at least we're in, at least it's entertainment. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I told this to the other guys. You guys have have no idea how much you mean to people because you know a lot of callers already said that you know the the show kind of it's a it's a relief. It's a release. Um, you know, hearing hearing people on the radio that you 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 you've interacted with over the years, and you know during these times when you can't just you know it's kind of best to just stay away from other people and because humans are meant to interact. You know, that's just what we're no doubt, people. absolutely. And at least this is a, an avenue where I can, you know, uh, speak with you gentlemen that, you know, I've listened to for, for a few years, many years, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and, and new guys like John that came in. He has he answered the phone tonight. And, uh, you know, and, I, and I, like I said, it, it's I'm glad you guys haven't shut down because, you know, you've you got loyal listeners that, you know, depend on the show for entertainment and, and interaction and whatnot. But I just want to get you guys' thoughts on because Tom Brady actually – uh, officially signed his yeah. contract. Yeah. Um, I was wondering what what is the uh, the prop bet for like his first like his first snap? What will it be? A handoff? Could it be? Would it be a, a just a deep bomb to one of those great receivers? Maybe a a, a dump off to the to the running back or you know I, I mean I'm sure if Vegas don't have that stuff in by now I'm sure that's going to be like a, what is his first play going to be? You know. What's I his just, first number? What's his first number going to be? You know, he's been 12 all this time, and um, there's a story. I would that, think they would uh, give him 12. I would think so. It's Is there already Tom somebody that's number 12? I don't know. Tom Brady's new Buccaneers jersey is flying off the shelves. Hmm. Here's how to get your own if you go to Fanatics. And uh, Tom Brady, day-over-day day jersey sales are up 900 percent good girl oh, buccaneers the number one selling team across their network today jerseys and other merchandise more bucks gear has been sold today in the last two weeks combined and here's the other key phrase or key numbers uh when i went on to fanatics it's 99 99 it's a white jersey and it's got zero zero is the number I don't think Tom Brady will be no. wearing number three. <laughs> yeah, last thing I'll have to listen, uh, listen guys. Uh, usually when a, when a guy goes to another team, if he wants his old number and it's already, yeah. it's already you know, taken by somebody, they give something up for it, like a case of beer or yeah. a, sure. a bottle of champagne or they take him out to dinner or they, get, you know, give him. Hey, he uh, could give you know. a Corvette if he wanted to. I think, he, I think, he's, I think he's doing <laughs> yeah. well. Right. Tom, I've got number 12. You can wear mine. Thanks for having me. Uh, I appreciate you guys and yeah. uh, all, all the shows and, all, you know, Thanks for being there, and uh, take care of yourself. Thanks. Thanks Thank for your you, comments. You know, Randy and I, I have feel like it's a privilege it what is. we're able to do right now. That's right. A total exactly. privilege. It is. Uh, these are some prop bets. Tom Brady stats. Tom Brady <laughs> total interceptions 2020 <laughs> oh NFL regular season. The over-under is 10 and a half. Then wow. it says season must be 16 games or all wagers are graded no action. Uh Total passing yards, 2020 NFL regular season, over under 4,350 yards. Ooh, I'd go under that, wouldn't you? Total, uh, yeah. maybe not with those offensive no. weapons. Now, didn't um, Jameis Winston, he went over 4,000 yards this year. Uh, 5,000. 
Yeah, yeah but it's thin. And he had 30 interceptions, and he passed yeah. for over 5,000 yards. I don't. Yeah. Tom Brady didn't throw for 4,000 last year, did he? Of course, they, they didn't have Different that. Different weapons, greater, though, right? Yeah, they oh, didn't yeah. have that greater receivers. You're right. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Wow. Uh, total TD passes in the regular season, 32 and a half is the over-under. Hmm. And let's see if there's any other. I guess that's uh, – they've sent me a bunch of stuff the last couple of weeks or the last couple of days, I should say. But um, let's see if I can find the other one. Okay. Here's the other one. Oh, this is about the draft. So I don't think that relates to Tom Brady. But um, – and uh, details of his contract came out today. And I think one of the big numbers, without any question, is it's a two-year contract, guaranteed, $50 million. Um, it also includes up to $9 million in incentives while preventing trades and free agency tags being placed on Brady. Hmm. The tag restriction could mean Brady's thinking about playing beyond this contract in the past. Brady said he wants to play until he's 45, despite all of his successes on the field and the $235 million he's <laughs> made from the uh, Patriots. So if he adds $50 more million, that means by the time this contract would be 285. So, he, so he can play that third year because it would take him one more year to play at least 45 because he's going to be 43 this year, 44 the next year. So he'd have to play one more year. So if he makes 15 million or more, 300 million bucks during his career. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, let's see. But he was vastly underpaid. Where's Marcus oh, when we need him to talk exactly. about how vastly underpaid he was? Exactly. Let's talk to Alan. Alan, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing today? Very good, sir. Thank you. Thanks for the normality. It's great to get off work and actually come and hear no, no doom and gloom and just actually uh, <laughs> nice to hear you guys. So, hey, and your team you. never hey. loses. <laughs> hey, I got a question. Uh, is, uh, Eric Wilsonman's looking on the portal to pick up some big guys. Is yeah. that a hint that uh, some of the signees may not going uh, may not gonna sign, or is no. he just, or is that a sign that maybe? Uh, some of the guys are actually going to leave, or is there just that many scholarships available? And I'll hang up and listen. I gotta believe it'll be adjustments in the roster. I think he they definitely anticipate all the signees coming. Uh, so that's four. Uh, he said yesterday himself he he doesn't know about Mason Jones and Isaiah Joe, so he's got to be looking just in case those guys don't come back. Uh, there may be a player or two that decides to go somewhere else too. So. You've always got to be recruiting, and you've always got to be prepared. The thing you would not want to do is say all of a sudden somebody declares for the draft, somebody else decides they're going to transfer, and you're caught with nobody to replace them. So he's he's going to prepare and maybe even offer, but um, we don't even know when they're going to be able to sign. You know, Right now it's no sooner than April 15th. Who's to say it'll be then? We, we don't know. Very true. Let's uh, talk to... Pastor Randy. Pastor Randy, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Good afternoon, Randy Rainwater. It's been a while since I've called in. Hope everybody is doing well. Yes, sir. And I want to repeat what the previous caller said. Thank you all for bringing sanity and normalcy uh, for when we get off work to hear y'all's voices. I wish y'all did. I wish y'all did the uh, national news. I'll just tell you that right now. So <laughs> we love your voices. Well, thank so, you. 
Hey, no, I wanted to call in and brag on somebody real quick. Okay. And it's one of my radio heroes. Uh, oh, boy. I could talk sports, but it's one of my radio All of it. I love everybody on the bus. But, um, Joe, are you there? I'm here. Joe, I don't know if you remember me or not, man, but I've had a chance to spend time with you in the studio in days gone by when I was a pastor. And, uh, man, you are solid as a rock. And we, we know Randy Rainwater hosts us. He's the glue that hosts the buzz together. But I want to tell you, Joe, I love you. I appreciate you and all of your hard work. If you haven't been told that, God bless you, man. Love the buzz. Y'all keep up the great work. I appreciate it, Pastor Randy. Wow. Uh, really Joe, appreciate the nice. kind words. Yeah, that's nice. Man, I, being a Yankee fan is paying off. Joe is, <laughs> okay. Joe is gold, and uh, I've had the privilege. What, Joe's this year, 15, 16? 17, going on 17. 18 this Gosh. year. Wow. Yeah. And uh, when I lost my producer, um, I was asked who I wanted, and uh, I immediately asked for Joe. And uh, HB bailed out on me. <laughs> and, so I uh, never knew that story, and I, I appreciate that, Randy. And um, you guys, I've learned a lot from you over the years. And, Randy, you were one of the first that I was actually out and about with and uh, going on location. And so I've seen you work over the years and learned a lot. Well, thank you, Joe. You're a good man and mm -hmm. a good father. Absolutely. And uh, do an outstanding job with your kids. Uh, this from Mary Ann. That's what I could. I know I better not say that. Uh, I'll just. I'll just simply say, from our Keithley Service Company Life and Feedback, Brady's company and brand is TB12. So I bet he wears number 12. I'll bet he does too. I bet they'll work it out. All right, drive time sports. Back in a moment. play the game. Call 433-1037 in Pulaski County and 1-800-477-1037 anywhere else. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. All right, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, and we are also joined by the gentleman better known as Hoop Scoop, and I think he's got some new scoop. Uh, and uh, we were just asked about the seven foot three player who uh, Eric Musselman has um, already reached out to. Are there others, Kevin, that Eric Musselman has reached out to from the transfer portal? Well, you know, there's going to be some transfer portal activity every day. If there is, that means Arkansas is somehow involved. And one name that Razorback fans probably remember, if they don't, we will refresh them. But it's also a guy that Eric Musman's familiar with. It's Amari Hardy. Um, he's a 6'2 uh, combo guard out of Detroit. Um, when you go back to the spring of 2017, when Mike Anderson was here, uh, Hardy had, had uh, decommitted from Oklahoma State, so his recruitment came back open. Now, during the uh, early period, uh, Anderson had signed already what was probably arguably his best class, at, at least for an early signing when he got Daniel Gafford. Khalil Garland and Darius Hall, 
But, you know, fast forward to the spring, and Hardy comes into Arkansas for an official visit in April uh, and ended up, uh, took that visit, and then a few, couple of weeks later ended up uh, committing and signing with UNLV. So now he's a grad transfer. He played three seasons. He graduates early, three seasons at UNLV. So he has one more to play beginning next year as a grad transfer. He's already gotten multiple hits and contacts from high major programs, including Kentucky, I noticed. Uh, but Arkansas's also reached out. I've been able to confirm that. Um, and, you know, here's a guy that, you know, when Merrick Melsman was coaching at Nevada, obviously those teams are not only two in-state teams, but they play each other at least twice a year in the Mountain West Conference. And I went back and looked at it. You know, they played – Hardy played five times in his freshman and sophomore seasons combined against Musselman coach teams. But as a sophomore the second year, he averaged 18 points and three assists in those games. Uh, but Nevada won both of them, by the way. They did defeat Hardy and Louisville. But Amari Hardy, again, our Azerback fans might remember him, uh, but Eric Musselman certainly does. And, you know, he's now – in the wheelhouse, so to speak, as Arkansas reached out and made contact. One thing to remember, though, Randy, contact doesn't mean it always will necessarily go further than that, the initial contact. Obviously, uh, the staff is trying to put feelers out to see the interest levels of kids, kind of gauge their own interest level after having those initial conversations and see where it goes from there. And there's so much unknown since players can't go take visits now, too. We talked a little bit about yesterday on the segment, you know, how much, you know, you know, how much weight do you have with a guy based on your knowledge of him? And the fact that the guy's already been on campus in the case of Amari Hardy, he's already been to Arkansas. That might give them some advantage if he's, if everything else is equal and he can't decide. And he's like, well, I've not been to this place, but I like my visit there. Or it could work the other way, I guess. I'm kind of, you know, moving on this subject, it's kind of tough to talk about because the portal's open, a lot of contact being made, guys just can't visit. And that, you know, I think that, that might end up being a big deal. Is he a combo guard, did you say? He is. He's a combo guard. If you really look at what he did in, in, in high school, uh, he was he was really kind of a score-first point guard. Uh, but I, what I remember watching uh, highlights of him and, and when I did the research and wrote about it three years ago, uh, it seemed like he was a real hard-nosed kid, uh, you know, kind of you know physical guard. He kind of played like he thought he was bigger than he actually was, kind of in the mold of a – you know, maybe a Corey back or somebody that kind of played bigger, you know, just a thick, hard-nosed player. A lot of times those kids from Chicago and Detroit are like that. You know, they, they're tough. Uh, but, he, but he, you know, he's a guy that can play the one or the two. Mason Jones received another honor today. He did. He Well, you know, a lot of – I see a lot of uh, reaction on social media – but the AP uh, released at noon today uh, its All-American teams, and, they, of course, they got a first, second, and third team. And then they list, they list them honorable mention, and, and Mason Jones made the all-honorable mention list. There was only five players that made that part of it because you had to get at least 10 voting points. He had 11. So, so a total of 20 players released in their All-American list. Mason Jones was among that 20. Uh, the only other SEC player included was Emmanuel Quickly, out of Kentucky. Now, we know that the coaches voted him SEC Player of the Year, whereas the AP voted Mason Jones co-SEC Player of the Year with, with uh, Reggie Ch Perry of Mississippi State. So, uh, you know, Jones is recognized as an All-American. This was the same uh, honor that was bestowed upon Daniel Gafford last year. He was an AP honorable mention All-American, uh, and that counts. That, he will be counted as one of the All-Americans in Arkansas's proud basketball lore, and it's, you know, I saw a lot of fans saying, well, he should have at least been third team, but, you know, 
to be uh, considered among the top 20 players in the country with this list coming out, I think, uh, says a lot about the player, the season that Mason Jones had. Yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> when I look at all the list of things, uh, one five finalists for the Jerry mm-hmm. West Award. You already mentioned co-player uh, in the SEC. He was by the United States Basketball Writers Association, all District 7. I mean, I could go on. I mean, it's just a, a litany of, of um, honors that he's picked up this year. Which confirms and, uh, he should have been at least 13. Uh, I, yeah. You know, the guy's the SEC Player of the Year. He, he led the league in scoring and all that. And, and I know what you're saying, uh, Kevin, but the guy, he deserved better than that, particularly not one SEC player on the top 15 in the country. You know, he deserved better than that. But that's okay. Uh, you accept what you get. You know what, Rick? I, I would agree with that. The only thing, and I'm not making an excuse, I think this is what I see here. Mason Jones put out, out put up some you know historic numbers not only for the Razorbacks and within that program but when you look at SEC records and the the amount of thirty point games even the amount of forty point games hadn't been done and just having two of those that's only been done by two other players in modern history and it's been thirty years uh, but when you look at the way the team finished and we know a lot of these recognitions. If everything else is equal, or they think, well, this guy's got this reason he should be on the team, this one. If, if they look at how the team did, you yeah. know, maybe that's what holds somebody like maybe Mason so. Jones down a little sure. bit. And I, that's not a justification necessarily, but I think that's what plays into the, the mindset when they when they do this. Nine thirty-point games, the most by an SEC player over the last twenty years. Two forty-point games, one of three. Those are other good points. Right. So don't you you why don't you wonder how many of the top fifteen on their team did that? Probably nobody. I'm guessing. And here's the other thing. He's he you know, he led the SEC in scoring, but he led the nation. He led the nation in free throws and free throws. Maybe Mm -hmm. say, Well, that might just be a, a weird stat. I think it speaks a lot uh to his versatility as a player because he's not just a guy uh, that's going out there jacking up shots. He he manufactures way to get to that free throw line by playing a physical, tough brand of basketball mm-hmm. uh, on that offensive end. And a lot of guys won't take some of the risks he does. And so I think, and and, and really, when you look at his numbers, um, th- there's just many ways you can you can unfold it and say this guy deserved to be on one of those top three teams. I I, I tend to believe he should have. Uh, again, I think maybe some of the team, you know, the, where the team finished. And the SEC might have played a part in, in keeping him uh, shy of getting some votes from folks out in the country who just kind of look at it and go, well, he was a, a good player on a bad team. Maybe his numbers are inflated because of that. <laughs> that's okay. some of the mentality. Yeah, that's, we know better because we have our eyes on it. But, you know, you get outside yeah. the SEC, and that's that's probably a lot of that thinking going on. Maybe. But there were two other guys. There was another guy that averaged – 16 a game, another guy that averaged, what, 11 or 12 or 13 a game. So it's not like he got all the points. And uh, so when you say inflated stats, but nonetheless, we in Arkansas know what he did. Outside of Arkansas, I can understand saying, well, you know, yeah, somebody from Kentucky or somebody from uh, Michigan State or somebody. I I get that. Well, you don't want to give a lot of these voters too much credit that are out of the area and the region because they may look at it and go, well, Arkansas finished 11th in the SEC. That's not a very good team. And here's a guy who knows if he was getting a lot of his stuff and mop up. I'm just saying a lot of times that stuff just has a middle weight on folks that don't know better and didn't have the hands-on knowledge. I'm not saying that 
that's how I think it right. played out. I'm saying that, that that kind of stuff plays into these things. Sure it does. Well, and that's that's like after every press conference, every coach without fail would talk about how unbelievable that uh, Mason Jones was. Did they have to them. use that word? Do you think they did? Yes, they did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They, they did. And then, but, and then, then to turn around, like you say, making Quigley, the coaches, SEC player of the year, like, okay, is it only because Kentucky won the league? Is that is that why you're conceding to Quigley and not maybe Mason Jones? Hmm. I just didn't. I, I don't get that part yeah. of it still. But, you know, what you just mentioned, too, Randy, is so true. I was at most of those press conferences at Bud Walton Arena, and these coaches, coaches would just come in, and that would be – they wouldn't even talk about their team first. They'd go, mm-hmm. Mason Jones, first of all, what a story, or wow. You know, they're all these, you know, um, you, you know, they just – they really appreciated the fact of, of what the player he is and has become and what he meant to the SEC and, and what, how they saw him. So, yeah – to hear all of that and then to see him, you know, see him vote another way. I mean, yeah. that happened. Uh, just, yeah, but that, yeah, you're right. Well, that, hey. That's something that stands out. When it comes to Jones, Quigley should have been down under. <laughs> oh. oh. There it is. Kevin, I'm sorry. I had to hear that. That's okay. Um, wow. Don't be sorry. Make Kevin thought that was pretty funny. Thanks. Thanks, Kevin. I like it. I like it. <laughs> all right, Kevin. We will talk to you next Tuesday. Look that is Kevin to McPherson of Arkansas Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. And let's see, earlier today, Sam Pittman, by way of teleconference, uh, visited with the media, and uh, Sam was asked about staying busy. Reaction is probably the same as everybody out there. We're trying to figure out how we can uh, work hard uh, via um, uh, Zoom and some things of that nature to uh, visit with our kids, and we're trying to uh, put a stampede on recruiting. So uh, those things, we're staying plenty busy. It's just uh, not exactly what we thought we'd be doing at this point in time. Well, I've spent every day in the office. Today was the first day that that we did not come in uh, as a full staff. Uh, there's been guys in and out, but uh, today is our first day basically uh, where we said, hey, we're not going to meet at 7.30 in the morning. So I haven't had too much time off yet, but uh, we're going to take this spring break as spring break, and then uh, if they'll let us come back in and work here, we will do that. Uh, We're kind of doing a little bit of a test run this week to see if we could do everything out of the office as well or as efficient as we could in the office. So we'll know a little bit more about that Thursday or Friday of, of upcoming week. As of yesterday, we had 21 kids that were here, uh, nobody on campus. Uh, all our young kids that were living in the, in the quads, in the dorms, uh, uh, are not here. Uh, they're back home. 
but we had uh, those number of kids. A lot of them were, were working with rehab. Uh, not a lot of them. Some of them were working with rehab. Uh, but, yeah, every day we have a track, a tracking basically through our coaches of where uh, each one of our kids are. And most of them, I'd say at least 80%, maybe higher, are at home. Well, we haven't really got into uh, assumptions of when it's starting right now. This week we we uh, concentrated more on recruiting, uh, including 2022 kids and the well-being of our players and their families, uh, just making sure that we were communicating with them on a daily basis. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you, you have – Fall camp starts in August. You have July that, you know, they've been running and, and getting in shape. I'm sure there's going to be a, a acquisition period. Um, we can't just bring them back and immediately start football, you know. Uh, so uh, our, we've been talking with our strength staff about those things. Um, they are, uh, as far as uh, we know, um, they, they're telling us that they're working out each day and, and uh, so we're trying to keep them in shape and trying not to lose the games that we've made. I can tell you that um, the secondary as a whole uh, been really uh, pleased with that group. Jalen Catalan has really had a, had a good off season along with Bush and, McC- and McClellan. Um, I think uh, that's probably been the most surprising group. I don't know if surprising is a word, but that uh, we're pleased with the with the depth there. Slushers come in and and done well. Um, Simeon Blair is a guy who works uh, crazy hard. So that group, the O line group, has been, you know, and right now with Clary and Gatlin and Wagner, they're all. A little, bit, a little bit on a limited basis, but the guy probably in that group that has has stood out, work ethic, there's two of them. Uh, they all work hard, but Clinton, Shane Clinton and Ricky Stromberg have really done some things. Ricky's gained, I don't know, 25, maybe 28 pounds. He's right right at 300 right now. Clinton looks really, really good, I, I think, and and of course, Myron Cunningham is getting up around that 300 mark too. So those guys have, have gained a lot of strength. Felipe Franks has certainly that ankle has uh, uh, healed. Um, I don't know that he's 100 percent yet, but he might be 90, 95. He, he's, he's looking really good. KJ Jefferson is the same way. And then you know, I tell you guys. There's several guys that stick out at the wide receiver spot, but Wood, Mike Woods works his tail off. And Traylon Burks, for being a big kid, can really run and, and has some good hips and things. So there's been – I'll tell you, Blake Turn at tight end, he's a workaholic now. And uh, that group there with Henry and, and Bax, and we've moved Blaine Toll over there. So those guys uh, have performed really well. And running back, of course, you have Akeem. But Traylon Smith has stood out. I mean, he's done good along with Spivey, and, and certainly Hammond has too. So uh, we're pleased with a bunch of, of areas, linebacker group. Uh, you know, they're a little beat up with Henry and Poole. 
being out, but Grant Morgan and Dion Edwards, um, they have both, I don't know, they probably put on 10, 12 pounds apiece and moving uh, really well. And then the D-line group, the guys that have been standing out there is probably, uh, number one, probably Jonathan Marshall. Uh, Dorian Gerald has had a good offseason. And Soli, we're still trying to get more weight on Soli. He's a very good athletic player. We're trying to get some there. And then I'd be remiss not to mention Zach Zymos because I think, um, you know, he's had he's had some certain some weight gains. He's probably 10 to 12 pounds heavier than what he was. And, and uh, we're looking for, forward to working with him. I think he can do some things because he can really run. And then the last one would be Andrew Parker. I think he's uh, – He's had a really good off season as well. Really pleased with the off season. And really thankful to have Jamil Walker here as a strength coach, and Ed Ellis is his number two guy. And uh, we were we were able to do some uh, different walkthroughs and things with the players and uh, in the off season. So we got a little bit, you know, since the last time we talked, um, we we know we feel like we know quite a little bit more about our players than what we did before and finally coach Pittman talks about recruiting if it's the state of Arkansas uh, it has to go through the position to the coordinator to me before we can send an offer out if it's in uh, uh, bordering states it goes to the position coach to the coordinator and then they can put the offer out, and then if it's further away than that, the position coach has ability to make an offer. And what we do is we sit in here and basically I rank the board that's behind me in the 2021 and the 2022 class. We felt like we were a little bit behind them. And that was Sam Pittman on a range of subject matters. Up next, trade video of hogsports.com being brought to you by Azure Record Service. Stay tuned. Hour number two, straight ahead.